What's going on, good people? It's your girl, Miss Keisha, with a little chat and chew for you. So before we get started, as always, let me do my disclaimer that all views and comments that are expressed on this show of myself and or my guests are those of myself and or my guests. This um, chat and chew is here to just strike up a conversation. We're not trying to change anybody's mind to think the way that we think. We're just sharing our thoughts. Okay? So no inboxes about anything. Cool beans? Cool beans. So what's going on, people? How was your day? I hope Everybody is having a great week thus far. Um, mine started out really challenging, but tch, I'm here to live and see another day. You know, challenges only really come to make us a better person and make us stronger, right? That's why I keep telling myself. So, and at the end of the day, that's where I am. So let's talk about what's going on in the news. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about how the rich is robbing the poor. Oh, yes, I am talking about uh, Brett Favre. Isn't that how you say his name? Little football player, him and his, his cronies out here stealing money from the TANF. What in all the world? Yes. So, and it's mighty funny that they're not broadcasting it all across the news like they should be. Tell the world what's really going on. You know what I mean? Tell the world. Oh, but quick to talk about um, what's the name? Little Nia Long, her, you know, fiance allegedly had a, you know, affair on her. Oh, but that's big news. Not. Let's focus on the on the on the real news. Don't let them fool you. You need to keep your eyes open. You heard me. So besides that, you know, they're talking about, they're still talking about the whole, you know, uh, student loans. So if you got student loans out there, I'm going to need y'all to pay attention and see if you qualify so you can get your student loans wiped away. You heard me? Um, what else? What else is going on in the world worth talking about right now? Now, you know, I, I try to keep up sometimes, but it's, sometimes it's real sad. So, um... Oh, yeah. And, you know, last week I talked about Tiffany Haddish and her little skit and everything. Well, you know, she made a statement saying that it's hard for her to, um, you know, find a job now after her little verily poor taste skit. Um, again, it is my opinion that she might have had good intentions. It was just poorly executed. You know, you're young, you're dumb, you do stupid stuff. Right. Right. Lesson will be learned from this. You hear me? Oh, let's talk about um Viola Davis's new movie that came out last weekend. Y'all need to make sure y'all support my girl Viola Davis. Cause and if you have not read her book, Hunty, I am telling you, it would change life, baby. It would change life. Viola came from the gutter hutter. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you go out and you support that movie. Don't be watching it on your five stick. <clears throat> y'all know what I mean. Um, go on out there and pay a little 10, 12, 17, 35, $100 to go to the movie because y'all know it's expensive to go to the movie. All right. So I'm excited. I, I don't want to say that I'm excited, but um, 
this topic for today you know we i'm i'm on this whole let's have hard conversations right right and we all know that what are two topics people just don't want to talk about with with us let's let's be real they just don't want to talk about politics and what what'd you say religion correct religion so let's talk about if you churching or not you churching i ain't churching we changing? Let's find out. So, y'all know I was watching my man Larry Reed because I loves me some Larry Reed now. And um, okay, first, let's talk about uh Bishop Lamar Whitehead. And so, um, you know, he had a little situationship um this weekend uh, you know what just let me let me let me show you what i'm talking about all right let me let me let me just let me just show you where i heard what i'm talking about okay pay attention take the pictures 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 y'all hear it go over here go over here y'all y'all hear um grab her out now you're gonna grab grab her out Grab her out. Grab her out. Grab her out. Get downstairs. Grab her. 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 Grab towards my baby after a gun was in her face amen i'm gonna protect my baby amen you ain't gonna walk to my baby amen you can walk to me amen but you when you get to my baby and my family amen you're gonna get out of here amen i'm gonna defend my family amen Amen. Amen. So let's get back. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. All right. So let's talk about it. So I watched the video. I watched the live interview between um, my man, Larry Reed, and at Tasha Goble, who was the young lady that was allegedly assaulted, even though we could clearly see that um, Bishop Larry Whitehead decided to grab the young lady by the back of the head and, you know, how that went down. So she was explaining how it all came about. So I don't know if y'all are familiar with Larry Whitehead. Larry Whitehead is, I'm sorry, Lamar. I do apologize. Bishop Lamar Whitehead is the bishop that was robbed, allegedly robbed on camera for over $400,000 worth of uh, jewelry and possessions and money and his church on camera, on live, right? So, um, you know, there's been speculations about how did he become a bishop, you know, what kind of church he is running, what, you know, all of this, his walk, 
is being questioned. His his um, not just his walk, but his uh, integrity has been questioned. Um, so Larry Reed had the young lady that was in the video that was allegedly assaulted by him. And so she was saying that uh, she had went to the church because she was doing some research, you know, doing some research. And while she was there, uh, that the spirit moved on her and she began to talk in her heavenly language. So for those of y'all that know what the scripture says about your heavenly talking in your heavenly language, that the Holy Spirit is downloading a message through you. So as she, she said, as she was talking through, um, speaking in her heavenly language, um, he called for her to come up front. She continued to be speaking in her heavenly language. And as you saw, you know, he, he was saying what he was saying about taking pictures and videos and yada, yada, yada. So then um, it ultimately led up to where he grabbed her by her the back of her neck and her hair. And um, he went to, uh, was not seen as, he pushed her like he was pushing her out of the, out of the church. He wanted to remove her out of the church. And you can hear him saying, you know, for her to get out. And they threw her out the church. And um, she said they threw her out of church. And she didn't have her bag or her belongings and all that. And so ultimately she got them. They filed charges. Each of them filed charges on the other and they both were taken downtown. Nonetheless, the young lady during the Larry Reed interview, she expressed that while she was in her heavenly language, that she feels like she felt as if his spirit was irritated by what she was saying in her heavenly language. And she was saying that what she was saying in her heavenly language was revealed to God's people. Um, she was like sending a warning about this particular Bishop Whitehead. And so she feels like her spirit irritated his spirit and hence he attacked her. Okay. So let's talk about church and first yeah let's talk about church and churchy and religion and all of that all right again this is all my opinion okay um so first of all let's talk about this first thing um church hurt has nothing to do with god Church hurt has nothing to do with Jesus. Church hurt has nothing to do with the Holy Ghost. Church hurt has nothing to do with those three things. Church hurt has to do with people and religion. That's it. That's what church hurt has to do. As I'm speaking from experience. When I experienced church hurt, I felt like God betrayed me. But I, you know, through my healing, I realized and I, I could see that it wasn't God who hurt me or betrayed me. It was people, religion. That's that's what hurt me and that's what betrayed me. It was people. So now that we have, right, we have made the point that church hurt has nothing to do with God. Church hurt has to do with 
ungodly people. Okay? That's what it has to do with. Church hurt has to do with religion because there is a difference between religious, being religious, and being spiritual. God asks you to have a relationship with him. It is my spirit to his spirit, right? Okay. So, in a situation, I think there are, okay, so what really brought this on for me to have this conversation is not just the whole little Bishop Whitehead smacking the lady in the back of the head, because that's just clearly out of order, okay? Like, for anybody in that congregation, if they, I mean, I, I get it. You you know, I've met people that's down for their pastor. I used to be one of those people where I'm just down for my pastor. But right is right and wrong is wrong, okay? And what he did, he was out of order, baby. So that was one. The second thing is this. Um... We were going to a concert this weekend, and it was these young people standing outside saying everybody that was going to the concert was going to hell, all right? So you know me, I start asking questions. I'm like, hey, you know, why you feel like we going to hell? Because we going out here to see Mary J. Blige sing. He said, because she does, she sing worldly music. And I said, um... Okay, she does sing worldly music, you know, so we got into that whole conversation and it it ultimately led up to who are you to judge? You know, and he was like, well, I'm not judging. No, baby, that's what you are. You have already made an assumption because I'm in this line and I have a ticket that I am going to hell because I'm going in here to listen to Mary J. Blige. Okay. So we, you know, we continued to talk and I heard his side, he heard my side and it ultimately led up to, you know, the Bible says judge not. Now, if you, I think I would have received it different if the condemnation wasn't deleted. Like you are automatically condemning me to hell because I listen to secular music, right? I listen to secular music. You're automatically condemning me to hell, right? And you don't get to do that. You, you as a person, you don't get to do that. It's nobody on this earth can send me to hell but God. Now, I do believe in hell and I do believe in heaven. So that's why I'm saying that. So, yes, I feel like the only person that can send me to hell or heaven is God. God is the only person that has authority over what I'm doing, whether it's according to his will or not, whether he's going to forgive me or he's not. But we all know that God is a forgiving God. So, um, so yes, that's what led up to this. Also, I believe that there are a lot of false prophets out here that are ultimately leading people to the possibility of being condemned for the rest of their life because they put more energy and um, support into the person, the person that is a sign, we want to think, that has heard from God and is there to minister to the sheep and bring them to God, right? To the, you know, be a steward of God. 
there are a lot of people that aren't stewards of God. Why? Because they are human and they fall short. But the key here is when they fall short, what do they do? I.e., I'm going to smack this girl in the back of her head because I'm upset that, you know, she's talking against me. That's not of God, baby. That's not of God. Like, I believe there is a time going to come where God, Jesus is going to part the sky and he's going to come back and it's going to be a new world order. I believe that. So if you believe that, this is why I feel like so many people turn away from the church and turn away from, you know, believing in God, believing in the scripture, believing in a higher being. I think we get so wrapped up in a, on the nuances of religion that we really miss the message. You know, like people that say, oh, the Bible was written by man. And so it can't be right. Well, who else you thought it was going to be written by? It clearly said that Jesus was a man. Oh, so who else was going it gonna be written by? Now, can we say that it is come 100 percent accurate? We probably cannot. We probably cannot. Because you know what? Listen, if I tell you something right now, if I call you on the phone and I say, hey, Claudia. Such and such, go to the left, go to the right, purple pants and green shoes. You're going to hang up the phone and you're going to probably call somebody else and say, you know, Keisha said red pants and black shoes. So what, why do we have a higher standard for a righteous person than we do for ourselves? Hmm? Okay. Because the only perfect person was his son, Jesus, right? Right. So that means that everybody that's in a leadership position that is a menace, these are all human beings. They all fall short. What we should not be doing is putting so much into these human beings because it's a possibility that they may mess up. But can we still love them? Yes. Do we have to, you know, put so much into it to where we end up hurt? That's what I think the key is. I think that's where church hurt comes from. Because I feel like I could tell you, well, I'll, I'll speak from my experience. I'll speak from my experience. That's right, Claudia. You can turn away from the church, the building, the people, and still have a, a functional relationship with God. because. I feel like, first of all, there's no feel like this. God wants a relationship. He clearly says that. I want a relationship, right? That's what he said. People get all wrapped up in, you know, the word says you should fellowship one for another with like-minded people. It don't say you got to fellowship in a building. It, it don't say. Just like when people get, people get so wrapped up around tithing. Tithing don't always mean I got to give you money. I can give you my time. I can give you my love. I'm tithing to you what I can. The sacrifices, it's about the sacrifice. All right? Okay, let me get off that. But listen, I think church hurt comes into when we put too much expectation in the man or the woman. 
Because at the end of the day, that's exactly what they are, a man or woman. I could tell you about my experience. When I went through church hurt, I felt like, well, God, why you did this to me? Why did you send me to this church for this pastor and this pastor to treat me the way that they do, to treat God's people? Because it wasn't just me, okay? It wasn't just me. It was but you don't really recognize it until it happened to you. You know, you don't really think, oh, yeah, well, it didn't happen to me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see nothing. But when it starts happening to you, then you paying attention. Like, what in the world? Is this really happening? That's how I felt. And I felt like, God, why, why are you allowing this to happen to me? Like, I'm faithful. I'm this. I'm that. But it wasn't about God. It, it had nothing to do with my relationship with God. It had to do with my relationship with these people. These people failed me. These people failed me. God didn't do nothing to me. But obviously, in the beginning, I felt hurt by God because it's God's house. It's God's people. God called these people. Didn't he know they was flawed? Yes, he knows they flawed. Yes, he knows that they're going to mess up. He knew well before they even messed up. He knew well before they even hurt you. He knew. Well before he smacked that woman in the back of her head, he knew their hearts. He knew that there was going to be ministers out here who's going to take advantage of the congregation and just get their money. He knew, he knew, he knew that there's going to be people out here false profiting. He knew, he knew, he knew all of that. And he said, vengeance is mine. He going to handle it. So while we get mad, and say, God, why you let this happen to me? And you angry with God. You focusing your anger to the wrong person. It's people. And then at some point, you have to find forgiveness for people because they are flawed. They are flawed. So, so yes, people are, you know, leaders, ministers, they are flawed. They are flawed people. They are flawed individuals. And, you know, all of them ain't doing God's work. You know, some of them are just out there for the money. You know, do I think that um, like the little, oh, excuse me, like Bishop Whitehead, you know, he's in a, his church is in a, a lower income area, community, uh, minority community. And he comes to preach in Gucci outfit. Like I the Bible clearly says you got to meet. The people at their need you, you as the you as the shepherd assigned to that flock, you should be bringing them out. Bring them, yes, pimping in the pulpit. Claudia, you is on it. Pimping in the pulpit, like you got ministers under the title minister who are sleeping around in the church, you know, who are in the sad part about it. Let me just, the sad part about it is some of them have such a powerful word, but they, they miss so many people because people get wrapped up on what they're doing and they can't hear from God through them. God can use any vessel. He can use any vessel, any vessel, because he, he, what was the purpose of him dying on the cross for our sins before we even done it? So he knew that, you know, people was going to do stuff and make mistakes. Um, 
right. If you don't like the restaurant, you know, and if you don't like a restaurant, you don't stop eating food. That is right. You find another restaurant. So if you don't like your church, and that is so true. That's why I say we have to not get wrapped up on the individual because it's not God and his principles that hurt us. It's not the Trinity. It is the people. So if that people is not right for you and they hurting you, then you get up and you go find another restaurant. Because again, everybody out here ain't flawed. Every minister out here ain't flawed. Even the ones that is flawed, guess what? Some of them still have a powerful message. They really do. So do you, what do you do in that point? Like I personally, I like to listen to Reverend Jamal Bryant. I love listening to him. I think he is a dynamic preacher. I love the way he exegetes the word. I love the way he, uh, you know, he has so many references, you know, and makes it plain for you and, you know, makes your mind think about the things that you, I love that. But there's a lot of people that won't listen to Jamal Bryant because of, the things that he's done he's a womanizer he you know cheated on his wife and had children outside of his marriage all of this so people won't listen to him but you may very well be what makes you think he can't repent just like we can repent right am i saying that preachers ministers teachers prophets if they mess up, they can't repent. Yes, they can repent just like us. Because guess what? They people like we are. They are people like we are. Now, you know, when you hurt by people in the church, like, I just got to tell you, like, that's like something different. That's like something different. I honestly believe that God allows it to happen because he for you or whoever, like for me, he wanted a more intimate relationship with me. And so when I talk to God, it's just like he's sitting right there down there next to me. That's how we have conversations. I have a very intimate, uh, I know God, I know when God is with me, I know when he is speaking to me. I have learned um, within this past week, I have learned to understand his silence mm -hmm. when he's not speaking, when he's not moving, when he's not saying anything. I understand that now. I understand that he's just saying, Keisha, sit down, sit still, let me be God. So I feel like what the testimony that I have is, it wasn't that I lost my relationship with God or or that I allowed someone to separate me from God, they really just pushed me closer to God because God allowed, God showed me how to understand what it is and why it is people do the things that they do in the church. So God showed me that there's a number of reasons why people take advantage of their positions in the church. One, is because people like attention. People like the attention of, you know, 
I mean, because I was guilty of it too. Like there were times when I, you know, blessed the man and woman of God and just because, you know, they preached a good sermon or I felt like the sermon touched me in a way. And sometimes people take advantage of that, you know? They like the attention. They like the accolades. They like the, you know, raising you up or, um, you know, they're, they're looking for that. They need that for to stroke their ego. So there's a number of, of ways. And, and just like you and I have a walk, they have a walk too. And the only thing that we could do is pray that God delivers them. So like this little fella, Bishop Whitehead, <clears throat> for him to get so agitated that he put his hands on someone, not just someone, but a woman. And his thing was, um, he felt she was threatening. She was a threat towards his wife and baby. But if this, if anybody knows the word of God, God is not going to allow you to be hurt or to hurt somebody or to cause any kind of, you know, negative action if you are walking in his will. So if that young lady was walking, as you saw in the video, walking and talking in her heavenly language, what would make him think that this young lady would hurt someone while she was um, engulfed with the, the Holy Ghost? Like why? So, as, you know, we have to understand and we have to be fair to God because um, we're all his children. He created us all. He created us all. Um, am I telling you that you need to go to church? That is something that you have to come to an agreement, an understanding with God, if that's what you want to do. I'm just going to be honest with you. I have panic attacks when I go to church. Like I still have not, it's not funny, but I still have not gotten to a place where I'm completely comfortable, like going to church every Sunday or being a part of a ministry or working in the church. I just haven't gotten there. I haven't, like I've been to my cousin's church, not into the service or anything, but to be around the people in his church, they're such loving and understanding people. Now, if I had a church like that close to me that I know of, you know, somebody to usher me into that, then maybe I would feel different. But right now where I am, I, I don't, I don't have no desire to do it. I don't because I always feel like, what if it happens to me again? I know that's something that I have to work on because obviously I need to be work, walking in my faith and not worried about what somebody's saying or what somebody doing or is it going to happen again? I, that's my walk. And, and I understand that is a part of my walk. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, and and like I talked to my best friend about it. And, you know, some days I'll be like, OK, I'm going to go to church with you. And then Sunday come and I'm at Bayside Baptist. You know what I mean? So I believe that if you have experienced church hurt, hopefully not in a violent way like this young lady, um, that you would take the time. I First of all, I pray that it allowed you to grow intimately with God, you know to have a, a more intimate relationship with him. Secondly, I will hope that, you know, because I believe that church fellowship 
if it's sincere, is a wonderful thing. It is. It, it like it's it it really is. You know, um, if if people are just being themselves, it's a wonderful thing. If it's not, you know, gossip and backbiting and intentionally trying to hurt people, like it's a wonderful thing being in the church, fellowship and one with another. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful experience, you know. Um, I love churches that don't follow religion, you know, um, it's a wonderful thing. So if you have experienced church hurt, um, one, I pray that you have developed a more intimate relationship uh, with God, right? And that God continues to work on our hearts. I say our, so that, you know, one day we can feel comfortable to fellowship inside the church being amongst like-minded. But until then, it's all right to attend Bedside Baptist. Okay? It is all right to attend Bedside Baptist. I think we need to pray for the leaders that are out there that aren't, that you know of, that aren't. And if not, just a blanket prayer when you pray for the country, because I hope y'all praying for the country, because my son is out there serving with so many other soldiers. You know, and we're still overseas and we're still still doing, you know, fighting democracy. So we should be praying for our country. All right. Praying for our leaders, president on down. OK, we should be praying. Um, And we should be praying for the church. We really should. Um, You know, I know there's people out there that believe in other things. And that's that's OK. That's your prerogative. I respect that. But at the end of the day, there's only one God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one God. So I just thought it was an interesting thing that, you know, this fellow, you know, he gotten so angry and he felt that a need to put his hands on this woman from the pulpit. Like sometimes I believe that people that are in certain positions, they don't realize how much. Um, oh, I just don't want to use this word, but I don't want to say power, but influence that they have over the people that's under them and that's watching them. And preachers are, I mean, like it, it's just the nature of the beast. People are watching, people are taking notes, people are seeing what you're doing, just like celebrities. People are watching, people are seeing what you're doing, and as soon as you mess up, it will be glorified, you know? Um, and as soon as you step outside of the way people, religion, thinks that you should carry yourself, it's going to be glorified. So, um there is a, a heavy mantle up under those titles. And nowadays I find that there are very few people carrying those mantles the way they should be. But that should not control our relationship and our heart. Because ultimately, God wants to have a relationship with us individually. He wants us to love him. He wants our hearts. That's what he wants. So, you know, it just kind of touched a nerve. 
when you know i for you know the little fella sunday you know basically telling us we was going to hell and then um because i listen to secular music yeah i listen to secular music yeah i listen to um you know church music yeah i listen to church music that sound like secular music but I personally don't allow the music I listen to to control my actions. If I sin, I promise you I did not sin by accident. I don't think it's too many people out here that sin by accident. When you sin, you do wrong. Uh, you knew what you was going to do and you thought about it and you was like, I'm getting ready to go do X, Y, and Z. You knew it was wrong, but you made a decision to do it anyway. That's between you and God. That don't got nothing to do with Keisha. And it shouldn't have nothing to do with nobody else. If anything, if you're really concerned about my salvation, you know, it's a way that you deliver a message. You don't want to deliver the message where the person just shut, you know, they just turn it off before you even come at them. You know, you you don't want to you don't want to be that person. And I feel like there was a time in my life that I probably was that person that um, I can remember, you know, so crazy why I'm saying this. I can remember when I was a first lieutenant and I had just started dating again because my teen, my teenagers, my kids were now teenagers. I had just started dating again. And um, I had liked this guy and. You know, I really want to go out with him. He finally said, you know, he asked me to go out. So we was going to go out and everything. And one of my platoon stars walked up to me. He was like, LT, let me talk to you. And he was like, so, you know, you're going on this date. And he was like, just do me a favor. And I was like, what? He was like, don't talk about church. Don't talk about God. Don't let that be the first thing out your mouth. Because people tend to think that if that is the first thing out your mouth that you're judging him, I never thought about it like that. You thinking that you're trying to, you're sending a message. You want people to believe. You want people to be saved. Um, but you really are. That's religion. You can't draw people to God pushing them away. So I know that now. Um, but um, then I didn't know that, you know. I'm just like, why, you know. But I understand now, you know, um, is that an important topic? Yeah, it should be an important topic, but you shouldn't lead with it because, again, it leads people to feel like you're judging them because that's, you know, the first thing out your mouth. So, um, so yeah, I think everybody is entitled to live their life how they choose because at the end of the day, you're the only one responsible for the decisions you make you got to take that up between you and god when you get to the pearly gates he ain't you can't be talking about what keisha said and keisha did and why you can't it, it's all about you baby it's all about you if god gonna let you in and give you your your jewels your crown he gonna let you in and give you your jewels and your crown is god gonna let you in and say here's your crown with no jewels you're gonna have to work for that's when you and God. If God stop you half the way up there and put you in reverse, baby, that's between you and God. So I say all this to say this. We can't judge nobody. That's right, Pat. You're right. We all fall short. We can't judge nobody. We can't judge anybody that's holding a title or holding uh, the mantle. 
we can't judge them because usually sometimes in my opinion those are the ones that god used with the strongest message but people miss it because they're too busy judging the man or the woman for the sin that they committed and we just can't do that now granted this fellow he you know he he took a little fall um and and i've never heard him preach you know um yeah and he has a you know little handful of people in his church but you know sometimes you have to like you know like charles said if if you don't like what they serving at that restaurant just don't go back they go to another restaurant you know just go to another restaurant. But we have to pray for these people. We have to pray because at the end of the day, when someone leaves the church and they feel like God, God hurt them, you know, that's a lost soul. That's a lost soul. And I feel like God can forgive everybody. The murderer, the rapist. I feel like God can forgive everybody. I believe that. I believe that. And I believe that's why it is easy to some degree for me to forgive people. It's hard for me to forget, but it's easy for me to forgive and walk in love towards the person. I could still be troubled, be uh, troubled and can't forget what you did to hurt me. But I'll still be kind and show you love. I still will. Um, I know how to, I've learned how to forgive and understand that forgiveness does not mean that I have to go back into the same type of relationship with you. I understand that because you hurt me. So, you know, I believe that old dogs don't learn new tricks. Unless God going to change them, they not going to change, you know. And I've been in a situation to where lately it was hard for me to let go because I wanted something so bad. And God was saying no, because this person was showing me like it's blue and I'm studying saying black. And I just I wasn't doing nothing but hurt myself, you know, so I had to forgive myself. For allowing that person to hurt me. Now that, that takes a lot out of you. Because you're, is it uh, kind of like a selfish thing? you saying, um, you know, I care about this person. I love this person. This is what I want. And I keep doing these things because I don't want to lose this person. But How is that pleasing? You know, how is that pleasing? That's really idolatry. You know, why why are you putting so much into someone who has obviously showed you that's not, they don't want blue. They want black and you want blue. So, you know, you have to forgive and you have to forgive yourself. And I think forgiving yourself is the hardest thing to do. Because in your mind, you think, I'm doing all this because I care. I believe I want the best. And it still turned out not in a way that you wanted it, 
but you knew that it wasn't and you just kept going. So you have to forgive yourself for not trusting that God was going to give you, you know, what it is designed for you to have in this thing called life. You know, everybody's not going to walk the walk like they're supposed to. You don't walk the walk like you're supposed to. We all, like Patrick said, we all fall short. We all mess up. Everybody mess up. Like I said, when you sin, trust me, it, you know, it was, for lack of a better words, it was premeditated. You know, we all fall short. We all make mistakes, you know. So I think forgiveness is very important regardless of who it is. And you just have to pray that God changes these, changes your heart, changes their heart. Um, and I understand telling people to walk in love, you know, when they hurt is a hard thing. Like to tell this young woman, Tasha, you got to forgive him and you got to continue to walk in love. As this man done popped her in the back of her head in the name of Jesus. Like, I know for me, like it'll take me a few minutes. Like, you know, God gonna have to really work on me. Be like, Keisha, I know he popped you in the back of your head, but you know, but he deserves forgiveness just like the rapist or the murderer or you know, the child abuser or the anybody that's doing anything sinful. We all, you know, we all fall short. So I'm going to leave you guys on, you know, the hard conversation of forgiveness and, you know, being hurt and creating that bond, that relationship, that level of intimacy. Because that's that's really what God wants from us. You know, he wants our heart. He wants our love. He wants that level of intimacy with us. You know how you can feel so comfortable calling and talking to your best friend or whatever. like. He wants us to think of him first. Hmm? He wants us to think of him first. So sometimes when people aren't available, when you feel in some kind of way, I feel like that's God unctioning. Talk to me. Talk to me. I'm here for you. Let, let, let me do it for you. So, yes. Um, regardless of the mantle, regardless of the title, just people. That's it. Just people. We're spiritual beings having a natural experience. We're just people. Okay, so let's forgive and let's look past uh, titles and um, let's just show each other love. Let's just be true. Can you imagine? I know I'm rambling now, but really, for real though. Could you imagine if everybody took that notion? Let's forgive and let's walk in love. Walking in love does not mean that you have to like that person. You love, you show them the love of God. You're not rude to them, but you show them the love of God. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. So you forgive and you move on. Forgiveness does not mean let's go backwards and recreate this relationship. We already tried it. It didn't work. Let's move on. So I leave you tonight with walking in love, walking in forgiveness.
but not only for other people, but for yourself, which I believe is the hardest level of forgiveness there is to forgive yourself. So, um, oh my God, I just love you guys. I do. <laughs> I just love it here in this place. You guys just do not know how my podcast, what it does for me. Because I was having a really shitty week. Like, it, it was really shitty, shitty to the utmost. Shitty, shitty, shitty. And I wanted to talk about something else, but this is what God told me to talk about. Um, and I've been thinking about it all day long. Like, what the hell am I going to say? But I think God allowed me to say and speak from my heart um, without any tears. Um, with the love that was shown to me and has been shown to me the last 48 hours. And I want to show you all that same love. So if you want um, true forgiveness, true love, true peace, then you got to forgive yourself for some decisions that you made. Then it'll be a little bit more easier to forgive other people. And it might even... Some relationships may be rekindled. Some may not. But it does change your outlook on things. Helps you accept things a little better. So, um, I hope you guys have enjoyed me tonight because I have enjoyed being here with you. You know, I just thank God for this opportunity, you know, and all the opportunities that's to come. You know, I'm working on some big things. Um, I just, I really have a lot of goals. I really do. But anyway, um, my family here at Brass Meal, I love them. Um, and, you know, my family that supports me, I love you guys. And, um, and I love all of you that watch and give me feedback. I appreciate that. So I like to, I don't have a problem with showing a degree of transparency to help someone else. So I'll put myself out there for you. You can call me your best friend in video land. How about that? <laughs> so next week, we will talk about another hard conversation. Not really sure what it's going to be, so I'm just going to leave it out here. But I look forward to seeing you all. I hope you have a great weekend. It is the first day of fall, so don't pull out them boots just yet, y'all. But um, have a great week. Have a great weekend. I love you guys. I'll see you next week and smoochie.